0: This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Champion Forum Podcast, everyone. I am your host, your biggest fan, Jeff Hancher. You heard the music, and that could only mean one thing. Today, I bring to you Hancher's How-Tos, version 21. For those of you that might be new to the show, Hancher's How-Tos, it's basically designed to give you quick leadership nuggets. I, I pull these nuggets from very recent coaching conversations, consulting meetings, our leadership development group, maybe even our executive mastermind. You could call these real-time, in-the-moment leadership nuggets. So let's jump into the first how-to. The first one I want to talk to you about today is inspirational leadership. I recently had a really good coaching session with one of the executives that I serve, and he was telling me that one of their current biggest challenges is turnover and employee engagement. I, I do hear that quite a bit, unfortunately. He, he went on to tell me, though, that they were losing people to higher-paying jobs, and he didn't know what he was going to do to keep the staff that he needed to support the customer demands that were there, and maybe you're listening, and you can relate to this challenge. You can relate to this dynamic. This is typically when leaders attempt to increase labor cost and pay people more. Now, look, I am all about paying people more as long as you, you can afford to do so, however, It's important to know that no matter how much you pay them, there is always someone out there that is willing to pay them more. I know that's a daunting feeling, right? There are many things you need to do to drive employee engagement. However, I want to talk about what I discussed with this leader and what I discussed with this leader was how to become a more inspirational leader. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a pill you can take or a a drink, that a, a potion that you can drink and boom, you're an inspirational leader and boom, nobody wants to leave and everybody loves it here, right? I don't have that. This is built over time, but inspirational leadership, I will tell you when this is captured around your organization and you can get people to say, I love it here and I love it here because of my leader. I have a leader that I don't want to let down. Man, you you can really find some real gold in this. So here's a few nuggets that I shared with him during this discussion that I want to share with you. And the first thing that I told him was, if you're going to be an, an inspirational leader, what you are doing, in essence, is you're inspiring people to find their purpose. Every great inspirational leader that I've reported to, they have done this well. They got to the root of my why. And they were able to help draw that out. Now, this can be done by helping others find greater purpose in their work, meaning what they do day to day, um, or it could be their personal goals. When people know that they have real purpose, it changes everything. Purpose is a, an absolute driver. How often do you connect with your team members and highlight the importance of their work? and 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 what they do how does what they do tie into the bigger mission do your people know this have you talked to them about this do they really feel that sense of purpose in the work that they're doing you know i i think i recently shared this on this show but it's 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 one of the best stories that sticks out as it relates to this and it's a story about President John F. Kennedy whenever he was visiting the NASA Space Center, whenever we were, you know, uh, the battle to who can be first on the moon. And he's doing this tour of the Space Center and he's walking around and he sees a, a janitor sweeping the floor. And so he takes pause from his tour and he goes over to this janitor and says, Hey, my name's Jack Kennedy. I didn't even introduce himself as the President of the United States, humility. Hey, my name's Jack Kennedy. Just wanted to come over and introduce myself. Uh, What's your name and what do you do here for NASA? And the gentleman responded with his name, and then he follows it up with this. You know, let's just paraphrase. I don't know what the guy's name name was. My name is John Doe, and I'm responsible to help put a man on the moon. Man, this is some perspective. Here's a janitor sweeping the floor, which, by the way, like very important role, But so many times, you could maybe have somebody in that role that they'd have this thought or this feeling of, all I am is a janitor. All I do is sweep floors. You know, there was a leader that that was most likely attached to this employee that said, listen, I don't want you to ever think that what you do is insignificant. Because of the tidiness and the pristine environment that we have, you are a key component and a key portion of this team. And you are definitely a key personnel that's going to help us put a man on the moon. Now I have buy-in. Now I have purpose. Now what I do has bigger significance. Have, have you done this with your team? Are you instilling this in the people that report to you? Have you ever asked them the question, why is success important to you? Let, let, me, let me get that one again if you're taking notes. Why is success important to you? Have you ever asked the people that report to you this question? You will be amazed at what you hear. Some people don't even really know the answer to that, and it's so thought-provoking that it kind of takes them back. And especially if you're a dominant alpha, uh take the hill, leave bodies in the wake type leader that never asks a question like this, a deposit type question, and you ask somebody this, they're going to be like, "Wait, what a minute? What? What are you asking me?" But I I promise you, start asking this question in your one-on-ones and these encounters that you have with your team, and you will be shocked at the different things that you hear. A great way to, to go about this in a very formal way is individual development plans. I'm a huge fan of these what I call IDPs. I used to do these with my team when I was in the corporate world, and I could tell you story after story. About the value of these deposits. You know, these annual reviews, uh, they're not very beloved. Uh, I hate to break the news to you. I'm not telling you to stop doing them, but they're not very beloved and they're usually not seen as a deposit. They're usually seen as a necessary evil. And once a year, they get a little bit of a beat down, uh, you know, based off what just happened this past year. Now, look, I'm all for performance reviews, but I am all in on IDPs. These individual development plans, they have nothing to do with results, key performance indicators, none of this. It's all skill-based, and it's driven towards where the employee wants to go. Basically, the format of this template, it's broken down into short-term goals, uh, long-term goals, personal goals, and then me, the leader, once I review these, I create a development plan to help them get to where they want to sooner where they want to later, and then we tie it into their personal goals. Now, one thing I do in this template, whenever it's the personal goals section, I write in big font, optional, meaning you don't have to tell me your personal goals, but I want you to know I'm interested in knowing. Folks, I have seen all kinds of things written on these. I, I saw on personal goals things from I want to quit smoking, didn't even know they were a smoker. I want to lose weight. I want to, I want to lower my cholesterol. I, I, you go down the list, just some amazing, amazing things. In essence, what I was doing here was I was kind of drawing out why is success important to you? Now I know your short-term goals. I can give you feedback and development towards that. I know your long-term professional goals. I can give you a path forward for that. And now I know your personal goals. And now whenever you're not performing to standard, I can encourage you, hold you accountable, and remind you why you said success was important. And now we're on a mission versus you missed your numbers this month, either shape up or ship out to, hey, listen, um... You, you told me that taking care of your sick parents was important to you, and your results over this last month do not exemplify your desire to do that. Has that goal changed? Now I'm, on, now I'm a leader that's on the journey, and now I'm inspiring them to, for greatness. And, by the way, I'm giving them the tools that they need to drive the success that they said that they wanted. When people have purpose— it will drive them to do more than what's expected. Uh, let, let me go back real quick because I, I, I'm big on these IDPs. If you, if you just heard what I said about these IDPs and you're missing the boat here and you're like, you know what? That sounds like something we should be doing. I'm, I'm actually going to give it away, no cost. If you want a copy of the individual development plan template from Jeff Hancher Enterprises and you want to incorporate that into your team – Shoot shoot us an email, info at com. Info at jeffhansher.com. Make the subject line individual development plan, and our team will get that out to you. Um, But back to purpose. Purpose is, is absolutely huge in inspirational leadership. When people know that they have purpose, it will drive them to do more than what's expected. We've all heard these stories of these uh, like moms lifting a car from a child. How is this even possible? How does this take place? Well, I'll tell you how. Extreme purpose instilled into them drove that mom to do more than what that mom thought was even capable. Why? Why? Deep rooted purpose. When you know the personal and professional motivators of the people on your team, the next step is to help them achieve these milestones. And when this is done well, it not only drives loyalty, but it drives engagement. I can't implore you enough as a leader to invest time to do the individual development plans. Mission driven people are always more productive than the, than the task driven people. Think about mission-driven versus task-driven. Task-driven is immediate gratification. Mission-driven is deep-rooted engagement. If you can become an inspirational leader by knowing your people, knowing what motivates them and where they want to go and giving them a path forward, all of a sudden what you've created, one team member at a time is mission-driven individuals. When you do that, you have transcended normal leadership. Martin Luther King showed us this on October 14th, 1964, didn't he? When he stood up and he said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Wow. That's a mission. That's a vision. That drove and inspired people to want to follow him. He didn't have a big title. He didn't have a big org chart. No, he influenced people based off of his ability to inspire them to a common goal, to a common purpose, and everybody had a part to play, and what they did mattered. If you want to carry influence regardless of a title or not, you will need to ensure that the people around you feel purpose because of you. You, you the leader, this is the high calling. The second how-to I want to talk through today is leadership resilience. This is like uh, you know a common subject that I talk about, and maybe, maybe you can relate to this. H- have you ever in your leadership journey felt like giving up? Have you ever felt like maybe this whole journey wasn't worth it? I have no doubt that if you're a leader, these thoughts have come to your mind. I know they have mine. I mean, let me get vulnerable for a minute. I can't tell you how many times I was like, I don't know if it's worth the headache. I don't know. A big part of what I do as an executive coach is to help top leaders work through the pressure. I spend a lot of time on this. The essence of this is is to build leadership resilience. These feelings of I can't take it anymore, the pressure's too great, you know, I'm ready to quit, I'm ready to throw in the towel. How to combat this is leadership resilience. This doesn't mean that you take on this whatever happens, happens mentality. I don't care anymore approach. I'm ready to quit. No, it doesn't mean that. This means that when the pressure, pressure is going to hit and it will, you fight for perspective and you reframe your thought process. Bruce Lee said this once, I love this quote, don't pray for an easy life, pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. And although I don't completely agree with the quote, I am 100% on board with the message and its intent. The essence is that we cannot always control what happens to us, but we can always control how we respond. Isn't it true? It's true. Leadership can be overwhelming. You lose a big contract. You, you lose two of your best employees in the same week. Oh, my goodness, that's just happened recently to a client of mine. You take a risk on, on a new innovation for your company, and it fails miserably. Uh, your servers crash. You're losing business to a competitor that came into town. The list goes on and on and on, and this is probably resonating with some listeners. But there are steps that you can take to become more resilient. Have you ever wondered why there are some leaders that have stronger composure than others? Like literally all hell is breaking loose and it's like napalm is being dropped and you got that one leader over there that's like, yeah, what else you got for me? I'm ready to go. Roll the sleeves up. Let's get going here. Can you imagine being one of the leaders that is on one of the boats that is about to storm Normandy Beach back in the day? Can you imagine this? Can you imagine if that leader was like, guys, I don't know, we're all going to die, but it's been a good run? No. Composed. Why? Because in the face of the most heightened adversity, the greatest of leaders step up. So how is it that some leaders can do it better than others? Where's the secret sauce? Well, the first thing that you have to do when, when adversity hits is you have to start reframing your mind. Change the issue from an obstacle to a challenge. Think about this, just think just just stop for one moment and, and stop hearing me and, and and maybe listen for one moment. Listen to how this sounds. Is there a difference by the way, between an obstacle and a challenge? Just by changing and reframing this one little thing, an obstacle it seems like a nuisance. it seems like a bother. It seems like this thing's out to get me but but everybody listening to this show right now, you're all up for a good challenge, aren't you? Matter of fact, you're a challenge seeker. So reframe this adversity so that it's not an obstacle, but it's a challenge. Now my vantage point is different. Now I look at this differently. This small reframe in your mind will change your approach and your outlook. When confronted with challenges, many leaders will see an obstacle as insurmountable. This mindset will hinder progress. It stifles growth. It will weaken your resilience. By allowing yourself to view obstacles as challenges, you'll build curiosity, which will make you more inclined to want to solve the problem and move beyond the problem because of just this mindset shift. By choosing to view the pressure as potential, leaders can choose their strength to overcome the obstacle. Build resilience. Develop self-awareness. And on and on and on. You have to fight for perspective. That's another key attribute to a resilient leader is the fight for perspective. Ask yourself this question, leader, when the pressure hits because it's going to. And when it hits the next time, here's the question I want you to ask yourself. This is bad compared to what? This sucks compared to what? This is horrible compared to what? It's horrible compared to what? It's horrible compared to giving a, giving a, a bad health diagnosis, being in chemo, uh, being in a foxhole, battling for your life, defending as a soldier. This is bad compared to what? Because I promise you, most of the problems that we face, a lot of people around this planet are praying for your biggest problems. We're talking about, we're talking about success problems most of the time. I'm not here to make light of the challenge. The road to success is all uphill. Buckle up. Let's go, right? But we do have to fight for perspective in this moment because it's usually not as bad as, it, as we think it is. The world isn't going to stop being challenging, and it's not going to stop being uncomfortable. I hate to break the news. This is exactly why great leaders are so, so valuable. See this as an opportunity because not everyone is built for the battle. You are, you're built for the battle. And the more problems that you can solve in the biggest adversities, the more valuable you become. This screams opportunity, doesn't this excite you? A great way to find a healthy perspective is to reach out to a mentor or a leadership coach that has been there. There are people that have been there. There are people that have come through the battle that you're in and they conquered the battle. Sometimes just getting another set of eyes on it with someone that has been there and isn't emotionally attached, they can add tremendous value. This is what I do. I'm not emotionally attached to these businesses. Do I care? Absolutely, I care. But I'm not all full of emotion like that leader is. And so my vantage point is different. My perspective is different. Have you ever been around a small child that um, just like blows a gasket, and you're like, hey, hey, you know, Johnny, what's going on? What, What's the big deal? What's the problem? And they're like, I can't tie my shoe. Now, here you are, the adult. And what do you say? Hey, bud, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a problem. Hey, man, you're overreacting. Come here, let me help you. Isn't it, isn't it crazy to think? In the mind of that little child, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened. I'm so frustrated. I thought I had this this shoe tying thing down, and all of a sudden I can't figure it out. And all I want to do is go outside and play, and I can't get this shoe tied. And we look at it like, bro, calm down. It's just a shoelace. Come on over here. I can take care of that in like five seconds. You know, there's a mentor out there and a leader out there that would look upon your problem just like you look upon an untied shoe. And they're going to be like, you know what? That's not that big a deal, Jeff. Jeff, I've been there a million times. Listen, man, you're just facing this all wrong. Your mindset's all wrong. The way you're looking at this is all wrong. Hey, come here. Come here. Sit over here. I got you, brother. I got you. There's a mentor or a leadership coach out there that can give you that perspective. This can allow for great peace in the face of uncertainty. If you don't have that person in your life, I want to let you know that between myself and our amazing team of coaches, we would love to help you. If you need that support, if you need that extra boost, email us at info at jeffhancher.com. The other thing that you can do to build your uh, leadership resilience is reflect on the past. You've won battles in the past, right? Reflect on those in the moment. Remind yourself that this isn't the first battle I've ever faced. I've been through battles before. I've won battles before. You clearly have won battles to get to where you're at. What did you think and feel at the time that you won that last battle? What actions did you take to overcome that last hurdle? How did you get through it the last time? What did you learn from it the last time? How can I apply all these things to the battle that's before me right now? Not only does this build your confidence, but it will bring about a clear mindset in the midst of all the chaos that's going on, because sometimes we just got to find a different vantage point and get a little clarity on this thing. You've won in the past. There's no reason to think that you can't win again today. Lastly, to build your leadership resilience, you got to prepare for the battle. Never wait for the battle to begin to start training. That's craziness, right? Go, go into the battle ready to win by preparing yourself now through training and development. What's coming that you need to prepare for? You know the old saying, a battleship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what battleships are built for? It's true. You're a battleship. I know it's comfy in the harbor, but that's not what you're built for. You're built for battle, so you got to prepare for battle. What are you doing to build your leadership muscles? Resilience isn't something you either have or you don't. That, sh- that should give you great hope. It's like any other skill. Resilience is developed. By viewing resilience as a muscle that can be made stronger by practicing it regularly, you can, you can learn to approach challenges in a whole different light. You can bounce back from adversity faster, and you can see that, that someone's not just coming here to take you out. And matter of fact, you might even start getting the perspective that you're going to come out the other side even stronger than you, you went into it with. Here at Jeff Hancher Enterprises, we help managers like that develop the skills they need to be successful. We prepare leaders for the battle, including but certainly not limited to resilience. In fact, we equip them with the training tools, resources, and support they need not only to develop these leadership skills, but also to adopt the habits and routines they need to lead high-performing teams. And we would love to do that for you. Check out our website to explore all that we have to help build your muscles for the battle. Shameless plug, performance management, it is now announced. Our our next open enrollment will be July 27th, right here in Pittsburgh, where we cover the three pillars of performance management, expectations, feedback, and accountability. And in my opinion, this is the biggest miss that leaders have as it relates to resilience, as it relates to staying the course, this is why this is our most sought-after workshop, because it's the bi- one of the biggest leadership opportunities that we come across. If you're interested in learning more, go to our events page at jeffhancher.com. For you, the listener, we have an early registration code. It's REG 100 P-M-E-A-R-L-Y-100. R-E-G-100. This early registration code is good from June 1st to June 14th, and it will get you $100 off the admission of a ticket for you and your team. Well, there you have it. Another Hanch's How-To's in the books. To recap today, we talked about inspirational leadership, and we talked about leadership resilience. Make sure that you're getting these show notes uploaded right into your email every week, We're going to have activity models, application questions, things that you can do practically free of charge to continue to build your leadership muscle. Thanks for joining today. Until next week, keep inspiring, stay resilient, and turn the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher Lead, Inspire, Win.